Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. These on, right? Okay, I am exhausted. Do you know that I thought that the donation bucket was an actual bin, and I've been putting rubbish in it? Oh, have you? For the past couple of days. There's been no money in it, yeah. Well, I had to give a speech. I did. I I didn't know about the bucket. I've never done anything with a bucket, although I have been called a bucket. Boom, boom. But seem to have different mood lighting today. Well, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Should we kill these lights, actually? It just yes, seems a waste a of bright natural bright. resources, in all honesty. Oh, no, not oh, that's those so ones. Much better. Oh, is it that right? Okay. That's so much better. But anyway, so I said at the end of the show, I said there's a bucket. Now, I'm on a fee because I don't agree with busking, so put mm-hmm. whatever you want in and just get out. So that was my contribution. How are you, dear? I'm all right. Tired and emotional, darling. Oh, big night again last well, night. Well, yes. And you know what I said? Absolutely. I was going to do my show and go mm. straight. Read mm, home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The audience were so unbelievably turgid, or it might be me, one or the other. No, mm-hmm. I was actually quite good, but they just went <laughs> all the way through. Were you busy? And I was, yeah, and I was traumatized, so I thought I'll have a pint. Uh-huh. And then I started talking somebody in the loft bar who I later snogged, and then uh, none of your business, I'll tell you off air. <laughs> You're snogging in public. I'm snog. Well, that yeah. is revolting. No, even worse, snogging in lobbies. <laughs> what? Lobbies. Lobbies. Oh, you'll be having sex in toilets next. This I is know, revolting. I know. You'll be having so, it yeah. on the baby changing facilities. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I've never tried it on there. There was a girl I can't remember her name, and she was at our school, and she was 14. Come in, come in. Don't panic. And um, she had sex on the baby changing unit in the McDonald's in Reform Street and ended up pregnant. Uh, but I don't see a, a baby. cheeseburger baby. I don't see a baby changing table having given you much support. She was very small. All oh, right. She okay. was very small. I wouldn't risk that. I no, think no, no. Well, right think of through. the poor babies that need changing. Mm. Mm. But, but you had a nice night? I had a lovely night. I bumped into loads of people. Um, and the night before, I bumped into somebody called Reese, who's in The Importance of Ernest, I think, which is at the Pleasant and they've asked me to go on and do a cameo at the end. So I've agreed and I don't know what I'm doing. And when's this? I have no idea. Oh, oh well, fair enough. I got a text about it. I have to give them a date. Right, okay. And are you going to do it? Yeah. yeah. I like agreeing to things. I don't have the faintest idea what's going on. Mm, mm, oh. Like this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely like clue. this. No, I just, I, I actually, I, I broke my no drinking rule and I made love to a bottle of gin. 
Which which particular leaf gin? gin my favourite oh, yeah. gin, my very very favourite leaf gin. And we were talking about Marks and Spencers with Lucy, who's coming on. Mm. And my niece used to work there, Lucy, so we used to get the discount. And um, I've got the spheres that you make the ice in. So mm-hmm. the, and I gave the dog one to lick, and that <gasps> lasted her the whole evening. No gin in it, obviously. No, obviously. Too warm for Dame Smidgen. But yes. No, it was very nice. So and a whole bottle, Bruce. And like, irritatingly, you look fabulous because you don't get hangovers because you're evil. Do you know what it is? What it's volumizing it? powder. That's why my hair's up. I'm not saying it's nice, but it's perpendicular. <laughs> I do look a bit like Christopher Walken. I was driving in thinking, oh, oh, oh. Because I've, I've told this story many times. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was one time during lockdown, and these little shits went, Oi, mister, is that a wig? And I went, it's Miz, and no, it's not. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I just, I, I left random voice notes on various apps. Oh, did you? Yes. Which is <laughs> one of my favourite things to do. Um, so did you wake up this morning with the fear? No, not at all, because when they, re- I just blocked them all. No, I downloaded Grinder again, and it was thanks. <laughs> I had no intention of bombing, oh, Nancy, honestly. you're so loud. <laughs> it's too Jesus, warm. woman. But it was when, um, it was when people were going, a couple seeks third. I'm like, so how many of there are you? <laughs> this was a whole evening's entertainment. Oh, and I've started watching Revenge again. Oh, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Has anyone watched Revenge? Do you remember Revenge? It's all set in the Hamptons. Victoria Grayson. Oh, fucking treat yourselves. I'm watching Millionaire Motorhomes. Well, not this month, because you're not in to watch the television. No, but I've recorded it. Oh, well, that's good. You've got something to work towards. Yes. Shall we have a guest on? Shall we? Shall Let's we? Do Lucy, that. would you like to join us? Please yes, come and say hi, Lucy. Lucy. Hello, my darling. Come on. Come on. Yes. Oh, come and sit amongst us. Oh, Lucy. How lovely to have you. Are you well, my darling? Oh, just I know. Yank yeah, just, it out. Yank just attack it. Out. it. Oh, yank it out. that's it. Oh gosh. Oh. Hello. Can't imagine Hi, what you're Lucy. like with a cock. It was funny because we met. I met Lucy outside, and she had a bundle of flyers. And when she came in, she went, "Goodness, these were an optimistic gesture." Yes. And I said, "Yes, very. <laughs> yes, indeed." How are you? I'm very well, thank you. But you're not enjoying the heat. I'm not enjoying. It's not for me. No, not for you, love. No, no. no do I you like? Do you like heat when you're on holiday? Well. Yes, a little bit. My husband really likes it. Mm. He wants to fry. Oh. Um, but I'd sort of, I don't know, I just, I, I'm all right with heat if I can just do this. Uh, you know, lie. I, do, I like heat if you can lie if and can there's be water nearby still. that you can just yes, dip you can in just and out. into the water yeah. no, to cool down. But equally, I like, I don't like being cold, so I'd rather be hot than cold. So I'm just oh, saying yeah. that I can't wear a flimsy outfit because then I'll get chilly at some point when I go down and the wind blows. I'm not having it, so I'm sweating myself to death here. Right, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't like either of those extremes. <laughs> do you like being alive? Do I like being alive? I, I do love being alive. I do love, I, I think if I had to choose between hot and cold, I would go for cold mm. because I think there's more things you can do to, to combat that, like you can pop a jacket on. But if you cast your mind back to any time your boiler's broken down and you've mm-hmm. sat in a cold house, that's quite miserable. It is, yes. Isn't it? It is, yeah. It would make I, you start drinking. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's awful. Life's awful. Um. <laughs> it's hellish. There's a war on. People can't park their cars. There's no. monkeypox, a, 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 a plenty, but oh, you're now... Do you know what? We're just speaking about that. Just for the listeners, I am now vaccinated, although I have to say, cloak and dagger re-sesual health mm. in Edinburgh. Hello, do you know what you're here for? I went, well, it's not a termination, is it? Don't be stupid. Mm-hmm. And she went, but do you know what you're here for? Can I have your name? I went, all my details are on the screen in front of you. I went, what is this? Seriously. And do you know what the problem is? They've merged gay men's health with family planning that used to be in Stockbridge, which is like Kensington. Mm. So all these snooty bitches that are bummerphobic are just judging you because of your life. And she went, why are you getting this? And I said, because I can't be gay braille. I said, I spend too much on my skin. I want a smooth epidermis. And I just don't want bloody monkeypox. I think it's very sensible. Yes, thank you. Thank it's you. It's a sensible choice. Also, you said you're going to London, aren't you? I am going to London to do warm-up for drag queens, which mm. are an appalling species of individuals. <sighs> There's one at the door. Uh, she's a part-timer. <laughs> um, so, yes, no, it's a thing called Queen of the Universe. So they actually sing. They don't lip-sync. But you said you can sing. Yeah. So she's a singer, Nathan. Yeah. Huh? Can you sing? Um, yes, uh, I can sing, um, but my timing is so poor that um, I, when I was at drama school, my music teacher was the wonderful Colin Sell, who, is, who oh. used to play the piano for, um, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that the hardest thing he's ever had to do in his entire career is accompany me. Really? Yes. Oh, that I take that as a huge compliment. I do, yes, and I'm tempted mm. to put it on my flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, Finally it, it, broke him. Uh, uh, yes, he. <laughs> like, not my, my. I make a nice sound, mm. um, but I can't. I just my timing is awful. It's it's a classic case of overthinking. Yeah, which like, we were discussing. I'm an overthinker. Yeah, yep, yep, overthinker. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and yep. I compensate for both of you by not thinking anything. That's good. Well, you do <laughs> think some I mean, f- for all your kind of haphazard attitude towards life for want of a better thing. Yeah. You're very rational. You're actually quite a calm person. Oh, I'm very I'm prone calm. to hysteria, oh, which isn't calm. like my people at all. I'm, I'm not stereotypical in that way. No, I'm, I'm quite hysterical. It's funny, I'm so laid back about so many things, but it could be tiny things. Mm. You know, like a tiny noise. Oh my God, I just want to stab them in the eyes. Oh no, I am the complete... Uh, yes, it takes a lot to rile me. I'm very good in a crisis and yeah, just like, yeah, it'll be fine. Whatever. I lost my keys at Glastonbury and I was fine about that. Really? Yeah. Your car keys? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they turn up? No. How did you resolve the situation? Smashed a window. Oh. Now, in fairness, you didn't. There's a bit more to it. Stop making out as though you're some kind of superhero here. (laughs) Because you're not. You came back with thrush. She did. Um, And I want that noted. Sorry, you were calm about thrush as well. (laughs) Well, she had no option. I think she was just glad. It was funny, actually, because I was telling my sister-in-law this. There was one day I was on the phone to Jojo, and obviously, well, only me, Nathan, and I presume the tech has testicles. Um, and I'd, I'd had terrible trouble going back to Marks and Spencer with pants, because I've got quite a big thigh, and they skirt, so they don't support, right? And I'd ripped my gusset, I didn't know, and I was making a coffee. And I said to her, I went, oh, there's something wrong, there's something wrong. I'd sat on my nuts, and they'd gone numb. Right? So I had to get off the phone, poke them around to get feeling back into them. And it was her that said, between me and my thrush and me and my nuts, she had a fizzy fanny and I had numb nuts. Numb nuts and fusty fanny. Fusty fanny. Fizzy. Yeah, my fizzy. sister-in-law met her and they got that story and she was like, oh. No. Because <laughs> Jill's so... 
easy going. Not. Now tell us all about your show. I want uh, it's my fat wedding. Yes, Lucy Frederick's big fat wedding. It's about um, it's, uh, it's it is about my wedding. I got married in September. Um, Congratulations! Is, Congratulations! I'm glad you're How still long? able to milk it. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna say I just got married for about ten years. Yeah, ten years thereabouts. Yeah. It's, I, it's like Nigella, a recently boiled kettle. Yes. When's recent? Last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. that's right. No, I, I, but it's actually about being a fat bride. It's about it's about my body, uh, being a fatty, and. Um, you know, sort of learning to be okay with that. Were you a bit it's of a bridezilla with the lead up to it? No, the I wasn't. I'm, I'm, I, so the show is about taking up space, literally and, okay. and figuratively. Yes. Um, so it's actually more about the fact that I... I interest, this is not in the show, but um, wait, I went my, on my hen do, my two bridesmaids who are big personalities, poor boundaries, mm. those are the sort of people I gravitate towards, mm. um, uh, and they said, oh, God, you've been in a massive pain throughout this whole process. And I was like, oh, my God, I've, 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 I have actively tried not to be a massive pain. Mm -hmm. I've just said... But it's your no, fucking no. wedding. You do what you like. Well, also, I've always actively tried not to be a pain. I was like, no, I, just I'll have whatever, as long as it's, you know, not too expensive. Just whatever. I don't mind. I'll, I'll be happy with whatever. And they said, because you don't state what you want, we have to try and guess. And it's much more difficult than if you were just a massive bitch and said, I want this and I won't take anything else. Yes. So that's interesting, isn't it? I think um, that's not in my show actually, but it is about the fact that I'm not very good at staying what I need, taking up space, you know, and kind of liking the things I like, um, you know. And it's, so it's basically about loving your body as it is right now, and not how you it, will it be might be in six months. Yeah. Mm. No, it's interesting because you use the word fat. As you can see, I'm a larger lady. I was larger. I was 20 stone. I'm now somewhere in the 17s. Thank you. <laughs> um, but the point is that people don't like the word fat now, and I mm. just think it's. Factual. I, I, I don't understand why people automatically think that you're being derogatory about someone if you discuss, you know, I am still fat. I'm still in the obese range. Um, I was morbidly obese and now I'm obese because these are the options. But <laughs> I don't mind if someone says, oh, you know, that, you the know, fat, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it's, it's factual. I think, yeah, For it now. is. But I think it's, it has such terrible connotations, particularly for women. It yep. is, um, we're just conditioned to be anti-fat and to be terrified of fatness. And like you're saying, with, with getting married, and, and yes, the assumption everybody or most brides always want to lose weight for oh, their it's, wedding. It's, it is depressing. Did you normal. want to? No. No, so uh, so there was never crossed your mind that you needed to slim down to get married. No, I do. Brilliant. Well, I can't slim down. Uh, this is the, this is the shape and size I've been yep. since I was about fourteen. Right. Okay. Um, I've tried all. I've done it all. I've tried it all. I've been, and I've also been super sad about my body for years mm. like and, I, and and i'm just done with that i'm done being sad about it and this is the body that i've got it's a it's a walking talking miracle we all are like you've got a body it you know and it works you're doing well. well that's the thing you know if you can walk and you can make your own decision ultimately you know i have a father who's in a bad way through so if you can wipe your own arse you're winning at life he can yeah, you know he's lying away and is thin deathly thin but is dying a very you know what i mean long drawn out Death in a, in a cot in nappies, you know, it's inhumane. But it's funny how you go on about brides um, getting thin because I had a cousin and I think she was down to like a slice of toast a day mm. in the run up to the wedding all these years ago. Have you ever seen the film Bride Wars? 
with Renvira Wang, and she said, oh, are you going on a, on a diet beforehand? She said, because, what is it? Um, you fit your body to fit Vera, not the other way around. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, that's good. I tried that in Georgia Asda in the clothing department with someone <laughs> once. It didn't have the same effect because it's mass-produced <laughs> shite. But it is that thing, that the bullying, the self-bullying, the self-flagellation, oh, I'm fat, therefore I'm worthless. I seem to, I equated that a few months ago and then I was embarrassed because I was overweight because people can't afford to eat and all this kind of stuff and then you're thinking, are people looking at me thinking, oh Christ, you know what I mean, he's just eating and people can't, it's just, The things are not the same, actually obesity is much more common in houses, in poverty stricken houses, it's expensive to eat well, you know, and there's lots and lots, there's really, you know, interesting sort of socio-political uh, sort of stuff around fatness um, uh, you know what about why we don't like it. it's also actually there's lots of information about how it's um, fat phobia stems from racism mm-hmm. uh, stems from a fear of the black body uh, you know there's it's yeah yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know but it does feel like that doesn't it? I always you know people they project their own insecurities and fears 100%. onto the person. So, you know, somebody who will look at you go, oh, how could you be that size? It's their fears, not yours. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, uh, it is, and it, I think the thing is, one of the things I say in my, in my show is that um, loving your body, whatever size you are, yeah. it just takes constant effort and mm-hmm. constant maintenance. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter what your issues with your body are, because you don't have to be fat to have body issues. You, yeah. you can you can not like your tits, you can not like your legs, whatever, you know, like I think there's a lot of, most people, actually men and women, and uh, you know, and everything in between, yeah. uh, you know, have have some sort of body of anxiety. Uh, and loving your body takes constant maintenance. Mm-hmm. You have to continuously, you know, sort of guard against all the things that are in our society and the media around you that want you to feel a bit shit about yourself. Mm. Can I go back to the thing that you said that fat phobia stems from racism? Because I had no idea about that. My sister's a bit of a fattest. Mm-hmm. She's only high, well, she's like, oh, but you've lost weight. Oh, that's good. And it's like, well, first of all, I, I'm fine. Thank <laughs> you for asking. Well, that, that is that's my uh, that is a big <laughs> thing. I ne- so you said because you made a little joke when you said a lot. I'm down to 17. Thank you very much. And I ne- I never congratulate anyone on weight loss now. Um, and uh, so my my mum died. So my mum died in uh, 2004, uh, and she was a big lady, and she lost weight. And uh, you would be amazed at the amount of people who went, "Oh, Jenny, you look great," uh, when she was dying. dying yeah. yeah. So I, I don't comment on people. Yeah. So no, 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 yeah. no, 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 so no, no. That's I think fine. you've made an interesting but, point. But the, the racism that I just find that extraordinary. I love a black body. I am essentially Naomi Campbell's twin sister. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Naomi, but I do. I love their muscle tone. I love mm. the skin and all that kind of stuff. So I. Never heard that. That's very so interesting. So I, I, um, I am. I'm not the authority on it at all. No. There's, there's brilliant, brilliant um, literature. There's great. Um, there's a great book. I think it's called Fearing the Black Body, which is um, really brilliant. And it's basically it's about where this um, sort of. Uh, uh, k- k- they're giggling. Why are they giggling? <laughs> What, what's happening? Who's uh, laughing? Why is that? This is, this is a professional I'm broadcast. Sorry, Get do you grip. find racism funny? I don't. Oh, so, but I do. I like all kinds of bodies, particularly. <laughs> Fetishise a, a pipe fetish, down, yeah. madam, honestly. You need for to, goodness sake. You do need to think probably about yourself. Um, it, there's a brilliant, anyway, I'm not the authority and there's 
brilliant people who can talk about it much better than me. But essentially, the 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 root of it is that um, you know, as most people know, uh, sort of 400 years ago, the the the, the sought after female body was a, a bigger one, one with hips, it's one with and actually double chins were um, sexy and cool, um, you know, and big boobs and you know, and sort of well, voluptuous sort of figures. Isn't it? 100%, yeah. Yes, uh, you know, those kind of figures were the sought after ideal figure, and if you were very slim, then you th- were, that was not mm. attractive. But it, um, after uh, the invention of uh, slavery, where um, you know there were uh, black people coming to places like the UK and um, and America, um, black women have a very have have that classic sort of no. curvy figure and it was a, a, a move away from that kind of body oh. which which then started this trend for thinness in women wow i, I probably that have any fascinating somebody may well i'm sure that anybody listening to the podcast not anyone today because there's none here but i mean you know um they're listening will tell me that but, but, you know i'm there are other places you can read yes, it much more eloquently than i've put it but you know no, 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 but, but yes, that, that is a very interesting insight because the funny thing is now particularly i mean I know the Kardashians are constantly accused of appropriating black culture, but mm. they seem to go after the aesthetic that people were running away from then all those years ago with a sure, larger... Sure, well, it's called... Um, it's, uh, it's a, this phrase, black fishing, I believe, is what it's called, isn't it? You know, that um, of, using, of, of using elements of uh, black culture to, you know, kind of picking and choosing elements of black culture. Like, ah. for example, having a big, having a big bottom, you know, and, and what have you in the boobs and what have you in the big lips and, what, and you know, or like, you know, like sexy, all this stuff, but not having any of the stuff that goes along with it, which is the, you know, being a victim of racism every, every day yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know, and the oppression and what have you. But that's really interesting. If I explain that all right, I don't, not, don't sound like an arsehole. No, that's you don't sound like, like an arsehole at all. I'm sweating from anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Going back into what you were saying, that um, that now obesity is, tends to be rife in, in poverty-ridden areas. Yeah, totally, yeah. But again, that was the other way around, that um, in society, and it's the sort of class system, that it was the voluptuous, you know, buxom sure. people, because that was a sign of their wealth Absolutely. and opulence, and that skinny people were... Basically, kind of. Yeah, I think you're right, though. But I think it's it's absolutely a sign of, of wealth now to yeah. have the perfect figure, isn't yeah, it? Because 100%. it means you can afford the personal training, the dietitian, yeah. the nutritionist, whatever you know. And so I think there's that's massively flipped on its head. Um, you know, and also there's all sorts of stuff about emotional eating, isn't there? That you know that actually being overweight is nothing, not to do very rarely to do the fact that you're just greedy mm. like that's you know or that you don't move enough there's all these sort of ridiculous myths really around you know around fatness and bigness um that you know because actually you know it's all there's all sorts of things like your metabolism and, and emotional eating and you know your relationship with other people uh, apparently over um, overeating and um uh, being an empath and being a people pleaser are very linked together as well in terms of your okay. mental health. Um, so those are really interesting stuff that I'm, I'm not really an authority on. No, no, but no, but it's, it's very interesting to hear your take on, you know, what you find out. Because what I always thought, if you look at Victoria Beckham and you mm. look at Dawn French, mm. no, yes. you do have to for this, um, but <laughs> as she got more and more successful, Victoria Beckham became thinner and thinner and thinner, yeah. whereas Dawn French at the height, height, height of her fame got bigger and bigger and bigger. I just always thought that was really interesting mm. because 
because it's almost as though being stick thin and one breath away from death yeah. is, you know, the thing, along with bad facelifts. But Dawn That's French has, has slimmed down considerably, I think, now, hasn't she? She's kind of... It's because she's yeah. not successful anymore. Uh, That's the thing. It's not, I don't think... I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, and obviously there are sort of, you know, the extremes of, of weight, but you're very, very slim or very large, then obviously there are... There are health implications and, and what have you, but I think that um, I, I think we get really bogged down in that in terms of uh, you know, and I, I obviously I have I have no comment on being underweight. It's never been a thing for me. It's not an area that I can comment on. But certainly, you know, for being overweight, there's there's a lot of focus on not well, you know, you shouldn't celebrate it because it's actually really unhealthy. Mm. Sorry, it's really unhealthy. So don't don't be saying positive things about it. So you but you know, we all do unhealthy things. Of you course, know. we. Hello, well, clearly. <laughs> Clearly. I think that's why I really enjoy, I mean, I like her music as well, but I think Lizzo, the singer, I just think she is an incredibly positive... I love that bit. Yeah, she's just fabulous, isn't she? I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't think I'd want to go on a night out with her because she'd be telling you constantly how fine she is. You know, I'm too fine to be in this podcast, I'm too fine to do it. And you're like, Lizzo, we get it, you're uber confident, you have to shut the fuck up now, love. Mummy wants to talk, but... I do think that I, um, I, I just think she's a fantastic role model. Have you seen the uh, talent um, show thing called Big Girls? <laughs> because it's got no eye. Oh, yes, yes, It's yes, a yeah. big girl. girl. In, my, in my accent, sounds ridiculous. Now, I'm going to suspect you never apologise for the size you are, but do you feel that you're put in a position where people expect you to put you saying about taking up space in the show? Do you feel that people's expectation is that you should apologise for being... Yeah, I think so. I, I definitely do apologise um, way too much. Do that's, you? Yeah, totally. You know, but that's because that's, that's the other side of the show is my own sort of inability to take up space in a figurative sense, mm. you know, and, and um, you know, the people around... I, I gravitate towards people who take up space and are, you know, very unboundaried. And so I end up feeling like, oh, no, I'm all sort of put out in my life. Okay. Um, so I do a lot of apologising, but it's definitely something I'm, I'm aware of and I'm working on. Try very hard to be like, well, no, this is the space that I take up. And I'm quite... I'm, quite a sort of bombastic loud person as well my show like I think sometimes people come and sit on the front row of my show and kind of just slowly throughout it just <laughs> lean back because I'm like and then this happened and then this other thing happened and oh my god oh, and another know. thing <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of like wave my arms around a lot I've also got a telly on the stage right because I have a couple of um got a little powerpoint Oh, and a little video uh, in my... I've got a video of me cutting my husband's hair during lockdown one. It's just me bullying him into a bowl cut. <laughs> um, but uh, he, I'm so spatially hopeless that I, like, whack the telly with my hand, like, at least twice a show. <laughs> it's been there since the beginning of the run, and I'm like, I just hope, like, I'm just, like, a person. <laughs> Be more Lizzo. Be yeah. more Lizzo. Enjoy smacking the she television. Doesn't, she doesn't do that. She's all sort of spatially aware. She can do like special dance. She can do the brilliant mm. dancing. Well, maybe you just need a full-time choreographer. I do. For maybe, life. yes. <laughs> That's all you need. What time are you on and where? Uh, I'm on at 3.40. 3.40? Every, it's a clash. Uh, yeah, it clashes everybody. Uh, 3.40 at uh, the, the Gilda Balloon Patter House, which is lovely. Um, please come see my show, because... Um, it's, bit, it's awkward doing it to like 10 people, isn't it? Yeah. But you're lucky you had seven people. I, I mean, you're just rubbing yes, salt into uh, the wound, Lucy. That's true. No, you are right. And I am grateful <laughs> to the people who come. But it is that eternal thing, isn't it? But yes, definitely. We'll just get 
get bums on seat and get in the main. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Get the bummers in. Yeah. They love a seat. <laughs> that's true. I'm also, by the way, I should say, doing um, uh, Myra Dubois' show as well. Are you in that? Ooh. I am. I, I am in that. I play uh, Myra's sister, Rose. Nice. Uh, and I won't give it too much away, but my, um, my, my body confidence is relevant to that show as well. Okay. So I, I won't say any more than that, but it's worth... Worth a look. That okay. what time and where is that? that? Myra's Myra Dubois problem shares on the seven forty five okay. uh, at the in the, the under Belly Bristow Square. Oh, lovely. lovely. Very well, lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Can we have a round of applause for lovely Lucy? Thank you. Thank you. Now, Share Alice, are you ready? Again. Are you primed? Are you brined? Darling. Lovely. You're pres- brined. Wonderful. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Can we have a round of applause for Alice? Brine, please. Yes. Thank you, Lucy. Hello. Oh, this is where the brines was coming in. Brine, brine, brine. Hello, dear. How are you? Oh, I'm liking your Hello. Converse. Are those the Rick Owens ones? No, they're the, um, I don't know what they're called, but they have like a wee platform on them, so they make me a oh, bit taller. Oh, nice. they are. Make me a wee bit taller, you know. Give me a bit of height, so I'm really around a wee There we thing. go. That's uh, better. But you're sounding, because when Nathan was saying your name, me and Lucy thought he was saying brown in a very posh <laughs> Scottish <laughs> accent, mm-hmm. but it's brine as brine, in yeah. the, I brine like tuna. My, tuna soaked in brine. Well, yeah, he thought that. I was more thinking about the brining of a turkey a la Nigella. Yeah. Because you do that with spices. It's very Nigella. There's a a big time for Brian every year when they do their Thanksgiving. It's like Mm -hmm. it's trends on the internet and stuff. It's quite cool. Oh. Yeah, I always just pretend it's me trending. (laughs) Do you discuss your surname in your show? Do I discuss? Your surname. Um, No, actually, I don't. I just kind of like, there's a lot of comedians called Alice. And people like to get female comedians mixed up fucking so easily. Like, I had a sold-out board and they put the wrong Alice on it. And I was like, this is a joke. Not to mention that I was sold out, but whatever. And so I like to play up the brine bit because it's, like, mm. quite a distinctive word. And mm. my nickname in New Zealand's briny and shit, so. Oh. I, and with the name thing, I mean, a little bit different. I'd done, I think Georgia Smith had done this down Newcastle. Oh. But they'd said, uh, great weekend at Stan Newcastle with Jojo Sutherland. So I replied and said, I think this applause is for at Jojo Smith. And they replied going, oh, yes, sorry, apologies, Julia Sutherland. Yeah, um, it's what? Oh, my God, how insulting. (laughs) 100%. Oh, I saw her the other evening. She really doesn't like me. But anyway, we'll move on. Oh, I'm going to have to look her up. Oh, Save yourself no, the time. No, just because I want for the goss. Oh, right, okay. I'll tell you after. The, there's not, that, that's really it. We don't like each other. Actually, if you have any brine, I could throw it at her. <laughs> I think. I could make you some. Could you? <laughs> Your own special brine. <laughs> little broth. A, bro- a little, little, a little, little broth. Cus- little custom broth for you. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> Are you a fan of broths and noodles no, I and am. ramen? I, I love salt. Yes, oh, I love I'm a salt. Yes. Well, apparently you salt get either salt. a salt tooth or a sweet tooth. I'm definitely a salt tooth. Cheese, nuts. Um, None of those things are salt. Cheese, <laughs> very good for hangovers. What S- salt? Well, I don't salt. get them. No, I know. No, but that's what I'm telling them. you. you so. Yeah, some of the worst you've ever seen. I'm like, oh, it mm, sucks. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do that irritating thing of saying, is that a New Zealand or an Australian accent? It's a New Zealand accent. Um, she yeah. mentioned that earlier. Well, I mentioned it earlier. Really oh, thank <laughs> you for listening. I mean, good <laughs> lord. Have you been to New Zealand? Because you're going to Australia, aren't you? I'm going to Australia. Perth, Madeleine, Adelaide, Perth, Madeleine, Adelaide, and Melbourne, <laughs> and potentially New Zealand. But Are you going? 
Um, it, it's in the offing, but it, I'm thinking it's a bit too close to my daughter's wedding in June. That's, uh, I think I should come back a come bit right, earlier. Yeah. Whereabouts in, because uh, I used to live in a house in Seven Sisters in London with gay Buddhists. It was hellish because <laughs> I was the only one that ate meat. So I used to come in pissed out my mind with kebabs and yes, all that kind stunning. of stuff. And they had a friend, Carla Cherry, who was from Christchurch. Cool. Are you from Christchurch? No, I'm from no. Wellington. Is that where the, no, it's Auckland was where the New Zealand housewives were filmed. Did you watch any of that? Oh, that horrible shot, yeah. I, so, like, <laughs> Beverly Hills Housewives and stuff is fun because it's got yeah. the budget, so it's, like, at least interesting because they're doing all this stupid shit with all their yeah. money. This was just kind of, like, a bit was, of cash and a lot of racism. Mm. Yeah, they weren't very nice New, at New all. Zealand has a huge problem with racism. It's Australia. not as bad as Australia's, but... Well, they say that New Zealand is... is Pretty, very similar to Scotland, but just with lots less people. Not, not. I'm not saying the people are, but the yeah. There's definitely similarities I noticed. Like Edinburgh reminds me a bit of Wellington, oh, okay. but it's just well, New Zealand's more made out of timber. Like everything's wood because brick is too dangerous for earthquakes. Ah. Oh, you're troubled by earthquakes. Oh, we're very troubled by earthquakes. Yeah, I would. Ha- you'd have like a. You have about two big earthquakes a month. Really? Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> do, you, do you still live even there? No, I've lived in London for five years. Right. You just but get everything p- p- put back crazy. together and then it rattles away Because every again. now and then there'll be like a big wind in London and then you hear the house rattle and like your instinct is to go get under a table and then you're like, oh, I'm in London, this is stupid. But yeah, like the panic attack is, oh, you never get rid of it. Oh no, I don't know if it could be yeah, I've been through some nasty ones too. Really? Yeah, like mm. proper like destroyed cities. Oh. Yeah, there was a whole... Christchurch was completely destroyed by an earthquake. The whole city was... I dumped. wonder if Carla Cherry's family were affected by this. They would have been. I'm not in touch with the Buddhists oh, anymore, so I have no way of finding out. To, yeah, maybe just kind of like zen it out into the universe and ask. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll just... I'll cosmically order. And did you know that they film a drag race down under in New Zealand? Yeah. I didn't know that. No, they did that because of COVID, because Australia, something, something. I don't know what it was. Right. And you've, who did we have on from New Zealand that lived in the woods? What was her name? Was she in New Zealand? Was she in Australia? We were speaking to her about Jacinda. Was her name Sarah? Oh, no, Kate Barron. No, no. she's American. Oh. Canadian. Yeah. Th- thank you, thank you, thank you. That's her PR up there. Who was that? <laughs> Who was the woman that lived in the woods? Oh. Laura. Laura Davis. Laura Davis, yes. Laura Davis, was she Australia yes. or New Zealand? I can't remember either. Australia. Australia. This woman lived in the woods. That's pretty common, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. My ex-boyfriend lived in the bush for like six but months of a year, and then the other one but, was but, mine. But she never. She wasn't. Dro- I, I, I find this appalling. Are they under tarpaulins? Sick joke. Nathan got my joke. <laughs> Well, Nathan would, because Nathan is a very troubled individual. Yeah. We, and we figured that out. Day one at the Fringe, me and Nathan were like, oh, are we besties? I guess. Well, Sick in the head. I think we'll place Nathan in a house of correction. Oh, that sounds nice. Nice wee yes, break. Yes, would enjoy that, so I'm withdrawing Nice wee the... breather. I'd love a little sectioning day <laughs> off. Do you uh, discuss mental health and kinks and stuff in your show? I definitely talk about, well, mental health. I get, it's an interesting one, because my, I guess like, my show is stand-up comedy and it's about the... It's, I'm a storytelling stand-up comedian, but, like, there's lots of jokes on it. It's not boring, I promise. And then a lot of it is just about ridiculous situations that I get myself into and they always start off really, really relatable and then they take this turn that just sends people spiralling, like, why have you done that? Why did you choose to react like this to this situation? And it's because I've got very, 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 very severe ADHD. And so I kind of... This me now is, like, I'm very, very, very medicated. So the only reason I can actually... I mean, my legs are doing weird things, but the only reason (laughs) I can, like, focus in this conversation is because I'm heavily medicated. So I talk about that in my show and I just kind of, like, shed some light on what ADHD is really 
really like and because I'm really sick of people being like, don't we all have ADHD? You seem really normal for ADHD. But that's interesting. I'm like, shut that's up. So irritating. The amount, the amount shut of up. retrospective, particularly with divorced women in their late 40s that I know that work in publishing, um, not naming names. Um, Guess who you don't see? Well, exactly. But they've had retrospective diagnosis and going back to the housewives. Everybody's getting diagnosed way, way too late. Women get diagnosed really late. Yeah. Um, one of the housewives of Cheshire had to leave the franchise because she was diagnosed oh, that's as right. retrospective. Respectively, ADHD, but suddenly now her life makes sense. Yeah, my life. When I'm I sure change. the money helps as well. I mean, yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> no, yeah, I talk about this on show, so I don't want to give away too much. But my life changed hugely when I got diagnosed. Like huge. Like I was at school and I was failing every single subject. But I like I don't want to break. But like I knew I was really smart. I was mm. really passionate about all the subjects I was doing. But I just would get to the exams and I just it just wouldn't happen. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to be. Able. I went to big state school, so they kind of like ignore you. But and I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to go to uni. And then luckily, I don't want to. Something happened that was just like you couldn't ignore how ridiculous it was what I'd mm. done. And so then I got diagnosed. And then I got to, I graduated with like firsts. Oh, wow, yeah. But, Mad, but, right? But isn't it amazing that any kind of behavioural difficulties that are go undiagnosed, you're immediately... It's a, you you're know, dumb, past, you're stupid, stupid, you're lazy, yeah. you're it's, annoying, you're just I, loud, you're impatient. And I think it's... Well, I'm all of those things, but I think it's only in the last 10, 15 years that actually, particularly in this country, they've actually identified that and got resources to deal with it. Because you're right, if you weren't uh, privately educated, I had trouble at school for a whole host of reasons, and it wasn't that I was unintelligent. I mean, I'm not educated per se, but I'm... You you're know, not dumb. No, I'm not dumb. No, I'm... Uh, that's very true. I mean, no one you. really is, but you know how someone's like a little bit silly sometimes. Do you know, you know when you meet someone and you, they just don't, just don't get it? That's all, G. Yeah. Some people are just like My mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Do you know what? Because people do get diagnosed now, and there is, this, you know, there's research and everything gone into mm. it. Because before, when I grew up, there was what was called remedial classes, which was just for all the thick kids. But I reckon, oh. in retrospect, was probably underdiagnosed yeah. ADHD and ADHD. In New ADD Zealand, it's still called cabbage. Do you guys really? Cabbage. So cabbage. <laughs> they were like, we're going to move you to cabbage math. And I was like, oh, thank God. That'll help. And then I got moved into cabbage. Cabbage. It was called, but that one was actually called Pathways to Life. <laughs> it's, it's funny, actually, because I was, I was in section five for maths. I won't tell you what that was called. No, it, I was, it was a horrible thing. <laughs> and it was the same with science, because this is the thing that Harris Academy in Dundee, if you weren't proficient in science or maths, you couldn't do computing. Oh my God, that's so exactly. dumb. Exactly. I ended up accidentally becoming a computer programmer for a while and I'm terrible at maths. It's not about maths. No, exactly. But it's, it's about pattern recognition mm. and being really, really, really like on the ball. Ah, so an inquiring mind would go with that, wouldn't it? Yeah, crazy, yes. crazy people make the best Cabbage. Coders. Oh, I must tell my niece. <laughs> She'll find that hilarious. I think most, edu well, all education is just having a good memory. Yeah, well, the, way, the way that they judge it is just learning and remembering. Yeah. How much can you write down yeah. in, a, so in one big session? What's your degree in? <laughs> so I have a Bachelor of Arts in Film, Theatre and Media Studies, but I accidentally got a Korean cinema degree as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, my friend had to fill out all the paperwork for me because I was really, really, like, I'm fucking terrible at paperwork, so my oh, best friend snap. would. Oh, I'm not allowed to swear. Oh, no, 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 stop. Oh. I'm terrible at Oh, yes, yeah, so I just, it's an ADHD thing. It's really challenging, like it's debilitating. It's one of these things that people are like, oh, that's an excuse, and you're like, no, like... It, it's just not going to happen. I'll have a panic attack. Do you? So she accidentally enrolled me in a Korean cinema degree. Do you find that the text and stuff jumps around? 
Oh, uh, yeah, but that's Erlen's when that's happening. Have you you've heard of Erlen's syndrome? I think, no, I think I'm just dyslexic. No, because there's Erlen's as well, which is the jumpy around. Dyslexic's a bit different. Ah. But yeah, and then you can get these special glasses and these coloured screens that you put on paper and it makes them stop jumping around. I know, but I'd feel really stupid no, doing that. No, I had, they let me sample some glasses once and it made me feel like the guy, remember on the um, David Letterman show and he like played the keyboard and he had funny coloured glasses? No. Or like Anastasia, maybe? <gasps> Made me feel like Anastasia. Oh, yes. And I was like, I don't need to be looking like Anastasia on this exam right now. This is embarrassing as is hell. Is she still with us? She's amazing. Ah. She was out for brunch and then just, they didn't recognize, it was a drag brunch. I, it was all caught on you, like caught on TikTok. The drag queens didn't recognize her and then one of them suddenly did and she was just like sipping her mojito. And then she just stole the mic, did a whole performance. Oh, oh wow. no, I like that. Just I like the proper chops of it. Oh yeah, no, 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 she you know, can sing. The one that makes you think that you can sing and then you do it and you're like, nope, never done that again. I like that one with Adele, when Adele did the um, Adele lookalike and she was one of the Adele. Oh, that was so cool. It awesome. was so cool. Did you, you must have seen that. No. So Adele, there was Adele singer-likes or song, Adele, and they all were trying to pretend to be Adele and Adele was one of the ones pretending to be Adele and none of them believed her but they were like thought she was a bit shit yeah <laughs> yeah they were like oh the other girl was much better but she might make it through she had a whole prosthetic and she had everything it's on brilliant oh wow so and then funny. she took it off and revealed it and they just and sat then, and weeping but that's yeah. like and when they realised it was the so weeping, good I was wasn't like, it <laughs> I was yeah proper oh, way I'm Adele well, Although they didn't sing, Miley Cyrus and Lady Gaga were in the workroom for Drag Race in America um, in disguise. Um, Gaga came in as one of the queens, and they were like, Who's not, Who's not? Oh, oh, I remember oh, watching oh. that. that. And then cool. Miley Cyrus was a workman or something like that. She had the moustache and the cap, and it was all very funny. It is very funny when you I see I love it. things like that, yes, when celebrities kind of do it a nice trip. way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think as well, when they're kind of, you know, being kind of benevolent with their, their gift and yeah. their fame, and not taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think when you see celebrities... And they're often the least talented people that take themselves really oh, seriously. it's always it's that. They always tell the most boring stories on couches for, and they demand the room for 15 minutes and you're like, what am I listening to? Funnily Please. enough, before I went right off her, Miss Nicola Sturgeon, um, her and Ruth Davidson, so the leader of the Conservatives and leader of SNP, did some kind of sketch in a lift thing that was really funny. I remember just remember that. a Twitter fight between the pair of them disagreeing on policy, and then they went, oh, well, see you after the holidays, hope you have a nice break, and you're like, oh, okay, that's all very civil and lovely. Oh, that's all very no, I didn't see them in the lift. What yeah. were they doing in the lift? I can't remember the actual specifics of it, but it was oh. kind of, you know, just sort of... A Elevator pitch, yeah. something like that. Just sort of being... Are you a fan of Jacinda? Funny. Yeah, I think yeah. she's brilliant. Yes. I think there was... Um, there's a bit of controversy over oh, the like a controversy treatment. Oh, how am I going to word that? Um, basically, obviously, New Zealand had an amazing response to COVID-19. And they immediately had a system with what was called MIQ, which um, if you were a citizen, you could come back, but you had to quarantine in a government-provided hotel room for two weeks, and then that would cost you three and a half grand. So that was kind of like, okay, cool. I mean, it's very reasonable. Of course, we need a quarantine. It's just that there were 75,000 New Zealanders urgently trying to get back in 3,000 hotel rooms for the three years. And so people watched their family die on Zoom. And that's not necessarily Jacinda's fault on her own, but the government didn't really have enough of a response to really care about expat New Zealanders. So there's, and then, the, I mean, the, the whole government's ended up getting sued so really for human rights violating at one point it was the only country and it was north korea and new zealand were the only country citizens couldn't enter oh. so there's a little bit of tea there um but compared to the 
shit show we've got going on over here. Like, yeah, she's a godsend. I wouldn't trade her for anything. But, yeah, that's the one fault that a lot of New Zealanders overseas kind of had. Did you go home for any of it? Couldn't. No, oh, of course, sorry. Yeah, yeah. isn't that crazy? Couldn't get back. the hotel was full. <gasps> you were technically like Mary and the baby Jesus. Yeah. No room at the yeah, end. Yeah, no no, nothing at the, at the end. end. Wow. Nothing at the end. Yeah, so there's a lot of people really, really affected by it. Like, people watch very close family members just die on. So I had to watch a funeral on Zoom. It was like, really, not the... But, but, but it's, yeah. it's not, there's so much, I'm not saying we shouldn't have done a quarantine. That's so important. Just come on, 3,000 hotel rooms for 75,000 people. Well, it Joking. depends what there is, yeah, because, but then... And it was, was just was a ballot, so you couldn't, there was no priority. But that's the knock-on effect, and the, the cause and effect, and the repercussions. Yeah. And it will take time for that to all come to, yeah. to pass. I haven't said anything yet, but the point is that whatever manifests itself and will continue to manifest what itself was that song will for? probably outdo COVID. But there you go. What was the song for? Uh, it's a don't sound get me started. Yes, a sound effect for me not to get started. Oh, sick! <laughs> <laughs> I need one of those. Can she have her own sound effect, please? I've been very good. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's oh, oh nice. I patronise it. Because when an audience laughs, I'll definitely stop. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that makes perfect sense. Do you go and see other people's shows? Yeah, I do. Right. But I have, I have depression and anxiety, and I'm very neurodivergent, and so I get little tiny things can overwhelm me really easily. And so you can go to a show before your own, and most comedians will experience this. Just like even their microphone going wrong, and you can oh, spiral and then just be like, my microphone's going to go wrong, everything's going to go wrong, everything's going to go wrong, and it's kind of a little bit dangerous. To, but I definitely go afterwards to shows. Ah. And are you enjoying Edinburgh? Because yeah, I've got, I'm the luckiest. I've never heard of it this easy. I'm, I'm a horrible person to be around. Like I've, oh. never, I've never been to the Fringe before and like my run's nearly sold out. Brilliant. I'm just a prick. And my, I'm staying at my mate's house for real cheap and she cooks for me vegetables every day. Do you know what I mean? She what? She cooks like beautiful salads for me every oh, day. Oh, right, right. I thought, I thought she said she'd talk to you as though you were a vegetable. I thought <laughs> I no, I've got so it way too good. I'm having it. I don't want to even talk about it because I just feel terrible. Like Do you talk out. about it? Because I think sometimes we can get dragged down into the kind of negativity I'm and like, stuff. I'm it's so quite sorry. Easy to I'm, having, oh, a, I'm yeah. having a quite nice time. But you good. shouldn't apologise for right. that. That's ridiculous. I've never I heard mean, of it happening before. I'll come and speak to you in a couple of yeah, weeks exactly. and see how you're feeling then, bitch. Come around but for, <laughs> yeah, no, oh, trust me. Oh, we're in the honeymoon phase. Wait until the end of the month and I'm sobbing on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't worry. I the know break, I know. The breakdown's coming, sweetheart. I'm ready. But I'm you, ready. you have to remember, people aren't going to have sympathy for you crying in a sold-out room. I know. That's your own business. Oh, my, my sold-out crowd weren't the best tonight. <laughs> I know that some of them were rude. Like, no, no one cares. Shut up. And where are you on? Uh, 420, Blazer. At the Blazers? <laughs> no, I said Blaze It. Because oh. um, that's the international weed smoking time. I don't smoke weed. Oh, oh 420. 420. I didn't understand that. S- someone knows 420. I don't yes. know what for, okay. what's 420. I don't know what 420 is. It's an international yeah, like if, hash if smoking If you're a stoner, like 420, everybody is like, that's, it, you smoke weed at 420. It's the kind of it's five o'clock somewhere thing. Oh right, okay. Yeah. But like I don't cowboy meet, time. But they booked ten me to four twenty. <laughs> what? Ten to ten is cowboy time. Ten to ten is cowboy time. Yeah. What's cowboy? Ten to ten to ten 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 to ten to ten 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 to ten to ten 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 ten. I never want to hear that again. And what's it? It's um. Oh, actually, I don't know if you could... Chinese dentist time, 2.30. No, I don't think we'll have that, Joke, in all honesty. And it's toothy hearty. And I think that's enough. Alice, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much. Can we have a round of applause for lovely Alice Bryan? (laughs) I'll pop that back. 
Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Jokes of the 70s. It's outrageous. That is what it is. is Times of a change. See you I'll later. I'll see you later, love. Okay, bye. Nice to it's, meet you. Yes, thank you, Lisa. Oh, you what? Nancy's oh, on now. Oh, brilliant. Can we have a round of applause for the one person that stayed in the room <laughs> for the international Nancy. singing sensation that is Nancy, Nancy Clench. Clench. Oh, she didn't clap. Come up. Oh, what have you done? What are you doing? Oh, wow. Oh, Nancy. We nearly didn't look Who doesn't love a quick change? We're not going to have that all the way yeah, through. Yeah, could you turn that off, love? Oh, oh it goes off. Yeah, there oh. we go. See? There we go. Um, How hello. I'm well. Why have we got it's you? It's nice to be back on the stage. Yes, it's lovely. I was off last night, you see, because I didn't sell any tickets. Well, again, we enjoy the honesty. <laughs> well, this is it. And yeah, yeah, no ticket, boy. Um, Are you in this room, Nancy? Yes, yes, on this stage. Oh, good Lord. So do you get changed in the confidential kitchen? I do get changed in the kitchen. Are you tempted to steal the nasty receptionist stuff from the fridge? Because I am. I, well, I nearly gobbed in the hummus. <laughs> the other day, yes. I forgot to bring the inserts in for my bra. Oh, the bar towels. What, the towels. So, I had, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go searching the cupboard <laughs> for tea towels. So I have in my <laughs> possession four of their tea towels. Have wow. you taken them home and washed them? Well, they are in Make sure they don't get added to our bill. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't pay it as is. <laughs> no, someone at the Pleasance told me that uh, they were offered two towels because the room is very sweaty and it was added to their bill because the, because the team at the Pleasance went to John Lewis to buy two towels. So this was, in, this was in 2019. The guy got an invoice for £30 for two towels. And I said, well, did you at least get to take them home? And he went, no, because I thought it was the Pleasances. So he got charged for two towels. What the fuck has happened to your volume control? <laughs> I don't have volume Nancy, you seem very animated. Now, I'm very oh. animated. Nancy, your show is called, If Your Symptoms Aren't Life-Threatening, Can You Please Hold? Yeah, not can you just please hold. Is it just called? Oh, yeah. no, no, so no, says, please. If your symptoms aren't life-threatening... Please yeah, hold. I know, I oh, fucking wrote it. Hold. How did you come up with the idea for that? Well, it was going to be called something like, Madam, can you get out the doctor's surgery or something boring? And then you helped me come up with the title. Yeah, no, mm. that's fine. And are you enjoying this show? I am enjoying the show. I think it's the best show I've ever done. Right. And okay. how many times have you done it now? Uh, like six. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. And how long does it take you to make up into Nancy? Um, about 30 minutes. And how long does it take vanity? Two oh, hours. God. Really? How long does it take you to get out of Nancy? Um, well, it depends, because if it was the other day, it took me about six hours because I fell asleep in my makeup. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then does your skin go to pot? No, well, d does it look like it has? It was no, only the other day. you're looking very fresh. Yeah, Are you Dr. Kaboom? Oh, oh, piss off, Nancy. Well, I think we'll <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. There we go. <laughs> Round of applause to Nancy Clench. Dr. We've Kaboom, got real guests. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we knew it would we be were tight. Just, Hello. We were just... How are you? Good to see you. We were just filling time until you got here, but thank God you thank arrived because he was boring me to death. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dr. Kaboom. Hello, yes, Are I've you a real doctor? doctor? 
Hi, how are you? I'm good. Are you a real doctor? No. No. Okay. The what kind yeah, of a, yeah, sorry. What uh, kind of a doctor are you um, oh, I'm, proclaiming? Oh, I'll have you. it. Can I? Uh, uh, so I'm an actor, and yep. uh, Dr. Kaboom is the character I created for my shows. Yeah. Uh, he is a uh, physicist. He's German, so I, uh, I bleach the hair, spike it up, okay. chrome goggles, orange lab coat with motorcycle boots with flames on the side. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and, uh, and a thick German accent. So, you oh. know, he's like, yeah, hello. Oh. Uh, my name is Heinrich von Schwartau. My friends call me Dr. Kaboom. It's a nickname from Experiment with a Cannon on a Hamster. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kaboom, it, I yeah, like. It did not work. <laughs> yeah, but you never saw such a look of surprise on a hamster's face in your life. Yeah. Uh, do you operate on anyone in the show? No, no. <laughs> He's not a medical doctor. All right. Is he just a scientist? He's a scientist. He's just a scientist. Listen yes, to me. Just, yeah, yeah. He, just a podcaster. Seven years at university. <laughs> right, right. Um, and uh, you know, if anyone calls him Mister, he's like, you know, careful. I work hard for my fake title, so. I have a friend who's very keen on being called a doctor, um, oh, yeah. even though it's a PhD. Oh, yeah. Which apparently is the same thing as saving lives. Right. So it's yeah. really fun to poke fun and not use the title. Oh, you can title. swear, love. Honestly, doctor, feel free. We're in full <laughs> surgery here. <laughs> you offload your ailments to us. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do live experiments and stuff during the show? I do live experiments. The show is uh, sort of a... Uh, so the, I basically wrap the character around uh, tabletop experiments that I make much bigger and more ridiculous. And uh, so it's character-driven comedy, mm -hmm. uh, interactive with the audience. And then uh, when I bring kids up on stage for volunteers for things, my goal is to empower them, look for opportunities to teach them to be proud of themselves, to stand up for themselves, and to make them the hero of the moment. Oh, wow. And so... Uh, Which is what every kid wants to be, don't right? they? The hero of the moment. Yeah. Not the shy ones. I don't know, even if no, I ones, think I think like the shine. Do you have children yourself? Yeah. I do. And is that a kind of parenting thing you've brought them up with? There's similar yeah, ethos? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, <clears throat> you're an empowering parent, I would say. Sorry, what? You're an empowering parent. I think so, yeah, yes. I, yeah, uh -huh. Empowering them to leave. <laughs> well, you're leaving them. <laughs> yeah, as leave. soon as they're old enough. Oh, yeah. oh, they are old enough. <laughs> yes, they are now, thank you. Yes. Um, so you have literally just been on stage and raced to us, which thank you very much. Yeah. How was today's show? Did you feel? Are you starting to compare and contrast your shows and you've got favourites? Um, I, I haven't been able to see a whole lot of shows yet. I've been mm. going non-stop for mine uh, and I've, I've been going to some of the late night shows. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen any of the other family shows yet. Um, but my show today was great, thank you. It was a lot of fun. We had... Uh, uh, over 100 people in today, which was nice. Very good. And, uh, what really does it hold if it's a 750-seater that's shit, but <laughs> yeah, if it's right, 120, yeah. do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Perspective. I, I, well, exactly. I'm in, I'm in Beyond, uh, which is a bit big for my first time being here. Okay. But the other, the other option I was given was, uh, was going to be too small. So this is a nice middle ground. We've had over 200 people in it. It's a 300-seat mm -hmm. venue uh, at Pleasant's Courtyard. Uh, and so it's, you know, it just keeps growing every day. Okay. And uh, I've just found out today that I'm being brought up on, like, mom groups on WhatsApp. And oh, people are saying, really? Oh, that's show. great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great that you watch a show grow. It's, it's much better that it starts slow and good builds rather than the other way. Down, yeah. I mean, <laughs> audiences <laughs> drop off, off a cliff. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. going I've the been, right way. I've been, I've been loving it. It's, you know, this is a career-long dream to come here. Mm. And so to be able to come here and do it with, a show, with something I've created and have it working is... You know, it's literally a dream come true. So, I'm like Alice, this is your your first first fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never even been as an audience member, and I'm just—I can't believe I've 
is it your this. first time to Scotland? It is. Oh, wow. wow. It is. Oh, Where so it must from? be quite over-sensory then, is it? Oh, magnificently so, yeah. Cool. And, uh, well, you know, I had to, I, science is prop heavy, you know, so I had uh, five suitcases that I had to fly over. And so I, I, uh, I flew into London and, and hired a car, rented a car to drive up. And uh, I live in Seattle in the States, which uh -huh. is only about, uh, you know, like 10 degrees more south, just a little bit south. Same weather, same countryside, mm. you know. And so as soon as I, I hit Scotland and as soon as I started coming into the Edinburgh area, I was like, okay, I could live here. This is, this is, this is pretty much home. Where are you from? We're from here as well. Okay. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm originally yeah. from Dundee, which is a smaller city further north. Uh -huh. And I'm originally from Dunkeld, which is a very small town just near Perth. Perth. Oh, sure. Right on. So, yeah. But we both, we're both Edinburgh now. I've 30 years I've been here now. I think you can just say you're from Edinburgh now. Yeah, it's I a bit like so, apparently definitely. if you spend 10 years in New York, you can call yourself a New Yorker. Oh, right. really? Yeah. Well, so they said in Sex and the City, which well, is akin to the Bible. Yeah, well, I mean, they, really. If they said no one's going to disagree it, with so. that. Did you, did you watch any of Sex and the City? I did. I, I had a friend who was on it for a while. Who? Um, um, <laughs> I'm not going to say. Why? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, had a, he was a guy, he was, a, he was a, one of the boyfriends for a while, and he was really good. Oh, um, it wasn't his, name is, his name is Mike Dooley, is his name. Uh, he was on it, I don't remember what year. Uh, well, th that was his character name. No, that's, no, his, his, name. that's his name. name. If you look up the actor Mike Dooley, I, I don't remember. Who was recall. he a boyfriend of? See, I can't recall right oh, now. Oh, for God's sake. Now I'm on the spot. Get I know, I know. I mean, you know all this useless information about science, but <laughs> when know. we get to something that's real... Uh, right? Did you watch any of the reboot and just like that? Oh, my God, don't bother. It's so okay, offensive. <laughs> did you watch any of it? Absolutely I, appalling. I didn't, I didn't. So have you brought any of your family over with you? Have you just brought yourself? Uh, just myself. My wife was going to come over, uh, but she is... Uh, She's uh, shifting careers from being a director to an, a writer. Okay. And she just got accepted into this major writing conference in the Fantastic. U.S. Oh, wow. So, uh, and it's the same time she was going to come over. So we were like, mm, all right, I'll go explore my dream. You go explore yours. And we'll, she's going to join me uh, for a week in uh, the countryside after we're done. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then we have two girls who are... Pardon me, 17 and 18. Okay. And, uh, you know, they're doing their own things. They're doing their own thing, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that, particularly that age, kids don't want to be anywhere near their parents. That's yeah. kind of, between <laughs> sort of 16 to 20, really, they're just they, like, yeah. get away yeah. from well, me. Well, except when they need some cash. Or oh, 100%. That's yeah, the only yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty fortunate. Ours are both lovely girls. You know, my, uh, you know I've got a daughter and a stepdaughter, mm. and they were born a year and a day apart. Oh, okay. So they were, uh, they'd, be, they'd be the same birthday, except that the, the hospital gave my wife the wrong amount of a drug. So <laughs> she was in labor for an extra 24 hours. Wow. I can laugh because it wasn't me. Well, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> so what time are you on? I'm on at noon. Noon. At mm, the Pleasance right. Courtyard. Okay. Uh, every day through the 21st. And it's also suitable for adults as well. It is, it is. Yeah. Uh, I did comedy for 20 years. Oh, wow. Uh, and then when my daughter was born, I decided to turn to family audiences. Okay, uh, that makes sense. For a number sense. of reasons. Yeah, you know, I wanted her to be able to see the show, I wanted her to be proud of it. It's also more lucrative. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. You know, and you're not having to do a night at, in every town. I'm still on tour, I'm still on the road a lot, but I'm able to have a little bit more time at home. So it is people coming to your show with kids. Are adults coming on their own? Adults, or? I will occasionally come along. Sometimes I do adults only. Okay. Uh, same science, different jokes. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't go totally blue with it, you know, mm -hmm. I don't go over the line because it just doesn't suit the character, mm -hmm. but I let the audiences go there. 
All so right, I take okay. them to the edge of it, let that fill in. And honestly, adults laugh harder at my shows than the kids because they get all the jokes. Yeah. Um, and they're also, you know, how can you not enjoy seeing this adorable five-year-old child who's nervous on stage sitting on a little chair on top of a poker tabletop that I've turned into a hovercraft and literally fly across the stage. Oh, you wow. Know? So it's... it's uh, my do you have show to is, be five? Can you be 56 and You do can. That? Come on by. You can ride it. It will hold me. And uh, Oh, wow. Well, I'll come then. <laughs> You're selling this to me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous fun. I mean, you don't need you, know, you just come over between shows. I'll give you a ride on the hovercraft. That'd be great. Isn't that lovely? That, <laughs> that is the first ride we've been offered. Isn't it? On yeah. the podcast. I'm thrilled. <laughs> Absolutely. I've never felt so attractive. There's an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Teabagging on a tea tray. Uh, Dr. Kaboom, thank you very much for joining Goodness. us. That hour is up. Thank, um, you, thank you for splinting and have a great rest of the fringe. Yes. Thanks for having me. Can we have a round of applause for Dr. Kaboom? Thank you. I love this. Now, just before we go, can I do a plug for my friend's venue? It's the House of Oz. And apparently, there's a very, very talented young Antipodean lady called Gabby Bolt, who people should be going to see. That's just something that I said I would do, so I get my free meal and eight bottles of wine tonight before I go and see Jinx Monsoon. As you can tell, I'm very shallow. Um, but I look forward to you riding me later. Thank you very much, Doctor. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow, Jojo. Godspeed. Yes, mañana, my darling. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.